You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, this Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is presented by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. So this Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast will be dropping on Friday evening. I'm recording on Friday afternoon. Now, as you guys probably know, I typically record the night before so that you have your podcast in the morning, but coincidentally, I had a very busy schedule on Thursday night I was not able to record the Friday show until right now Friday afternoon and it actually worked out very advantageously for us all because of what took place in the news on Friday and what exactly was that the Texans have released superstar franchise face J.J. Watt. Now, you may be asking yourself, why would this be leading news on a Tennessee Titans podcast? Well, one, that is the Titans division rival in the Houston Texans, so their news is always our news. But also, because previously on the podcast, I have talked about the viability of J.J. Watt joining the Tennessee Titans. Now, a lot of you guys told me that I was crazy or that wouldn't happen because the Titans would have to trade for J.J. Watt. He's not a free agent. Well, in my mind, the Texans were always going to make this move and release J.J. Watt, and now he is officially on the open market. So we are going to start off today's show talking about Watt, talking about how he would fit with the Tennessee Titans, and more importantly, talking about what competition the Titans will have and the pros and cons of the Titans situation for Watt, but also the other competing situations and what the pros and cons are there. So that's where we will start on today's show. But then we are in the midst of the Locked on Titans 2021 free agency preview. And today we are going to dive into another critically important position for the Titans this offseason, and that is Titans. And so we're going to break it up into two sections. First, we are going to take a look at the top names on the market. And considering the situation that the Tennessee Titans are in, they're going to have to pay attention to all of the names that could be available. The top guys and the secondary group that we are going to talk about, which are more role-playing tight ends. Those guys are going to help as, you know, secondary blockers. Think about a Michael Pruitt. Think about a Jeff Swain. Guys in that kind of category. So we're diving into the entire tight end. And free agent market on today's show. I do want to remind you guys that next week we will look at the offensive line. We will look at the defensive side of the ball in this 2021 free agency preview. Make sure that you don't miss any of that and you subscribe to the Locked on Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. But it's a big Friday show. Talk about what took place on Friday and diving into the free agency market for tight ends. Let's get it. dive straight into the J.J. Watt news of the day and it hit mid-morning that the Houston Texans would be releasing J.J. Watt. Now, if you listen to this podcast before, my mind always thought 
that the Texans would release Watt and that if the Titans were to acquire him, it would not be via trade. And although we like to pile on the Houston Texans, and rightfully so considering all the moves that they've made recently, this is not one of those bad moves. They're doing right by J.J. Watt here. They are indeed handling this with class. Watt's been the face of their franchise for over a decade. He wants an opportunity to go win. Obviously, they're in a little bit of a rebuilding situation in Houston. Everything is in flux there. So it is the right move for a franchise legend to let him go out, pick whatever team he wants instead of a trade where he doesn't necessarily get to pick where he goes. Let him pick wherever he wants to go, where he feels most comfortable, and he can try to compete for a championship. He said at the end of the year that's what he was interested in going forward as competing for championships. The guy has made more money than God. He doesn't need any more big contracts. He just wants to win before his time is up as the twilight of his career approaches. So, got to applaud the Houston Texans for that move. But, at the end of the day, a division rival loses the best player they've ever had in franchise history. So, that only helps the Titans. But, it could help the Titans doubly if J.J. Watt were part of the answer to the Titans' pass rush problem. And I outlined in previous episodes why I think J.J. Watt would be a good fit. He allows versatility on the defensive line, can pay a, play a 4-3 defensive end, can play a 3-4-5 technique defensive end as well. So he gives the Titans a ton of scheme versatility. And that'll also allow John Robinson to focus on pure outside pass rushers with speed. If you don't have to worry about your power rusher on the inside, to pair with Jeffrey Simmons. So I do like the fit for Watt, but let's talk about the competition for Watt services, the pros and the cons of each spot. So number one, the number one spot where everybody starts talking about is Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously both of his other brothers play for the Steelers, so that makes sense. But the downfall here is the Pittsburgh Steelers are like $30 million uh, past the the cap number. So they're going to have to cut tons of people off their salary. Could they afford a J.J. Watt? Kind of depends on how much he's going to make, and that is debatable at this moment in time. The guy's in the twilight of his career. He could take veterans minimum if the situation was correct, because who knows? But... You know, you never want to play for less than at least your worth. So, could JJ Watt be asking for anywhere from eight to ten million? If it was a regular market and a regular free agency, he may be able to get ten to twelve million. But I'm thinking eight to ten million, six to nine million, somewhere in there. But again, he could take a veteran's minimum if the situation called for it. So you can't rule out anyone. But Pittsburgh has problems with cap space, but they do have his brothers. Now, in my opinion. The Steelers are not a championship contender next year. So if Watt wants to make the Super Bowl, or at least compete, Pittsburgh doesn't really make any sense outside of the guy wants to play with his brothers. So the next name would be the Green Bay Packers. Now they do have the ability to compete for a title, and the big seller here is they are in Wisconsin. J.J. Watt is from Wisconsin, played college at Wisconsin, is a Green Bay Packers fan growing up. Now, will Nostalgia win the day with Watt and he'll go back to the Green Bay Packers despite the fact he's played his entire career in Houston, Texas? And going back to Green Bay sounds pretty cold. I don't know. Couldn't tell you, but it's definitely an option on the table. And then, of course, there's Tampa Bay, the Super Bowl champions. You have weather. You have a chance at a title. You have no state tax. So all of that looks pretty good. You have Kansas City as well. Obviously, it's just you're going to have a shot at the title anytime you're playing with Patrick Mahomes and playing with Andy Reid. The Los Angeles Rams, they 
have a title chance next year getting Matt Stafford now. Obviously, beautiful weather out in Los Angeles, California. And J.J. Watt would have a chance to play next to probably the the next closest defender in my lifetime in terms of talent, and that's Aaron Donald. So those two together. Those are the big competitors in my mind. But also, if you look at the odds, there are a few teams ahead of the Titans that surprise me. The Dallas Cowboys, the New England Patriots, the Miami Dolphins, the Cleveland Browns, the New York Giants. Quite frankly, I think the Titans have a much better chance than all of those teams I just listed. So those five teams, I think the Titans have a better chance than. The first five teams I talked about, I think they have a legitimate chance to best the Titans. But J.J. Watt has familiarity with Mike Vrabel. I do think that the Titans are a title contender, maybe on the lower scale of that group, but they are there. And there's no state tax in Tennessee as well. Well, also, I do want to mention, I talked about Matt Miller on his podcast mentioning the Titans as a landing spot for J.J. Watt even before he was ever released. Well, today, Lewis Riddick from ESPN, Ed Werder, formerly of ESPN, I think he still is writing for them in some capacity, and we also saw Jim Wyatt from the Tennessee Titans all tweet out things saying that J.J. Watt would be a good fit for the Titans. So if you connect the dots there, you read the tea leaves, it gives me a little bit more optimism for the move than maybe going over the competitors would give you. But that's the biggest news of the day. We will see if John Robinson will pursue J.J. Watt in free agency. But we are going to dive into the next portion of our free agency preview. And we will be talking about the tight end position. It's a critical position for the Titans this offseason. Before we get into that, though, do want to remind you, like I said at the beginning of the show, the Locked On Titans 2021 free agency preview will continue next week with offensive line and defense. Make sure you're subscribed on whatever platform you stream, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, following on Spotify, Stitcher, Radio.com. Doesn't matter where you find podcasts, you can find the Locked On Titans podcast there. Also, want to remind you guys again about the title sponsor for the show, and that is Built Bar, the makers of the best-tasting protein bar ever. They have 18 fantastic flavors. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They're great for any kind of diet that you might be on. Uh, obviously... Last time we had a promo code running with Built Bar, you guys sold out their inventory. I've said this before, but you can use the same exact promo code again and get additional discounts. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On, even if you've done it before, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Once again, that promo code is Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. time to continue our 2021 free agency preview and as I said to start our show we will be diving into the tight end position today but before we do that want to remind you guys about a new podcast from the Locked On Podcast Network Locked On Today you're going to get all of the biggest sports news from the previous day all condensed in a 20 minute package to get you ready to start your day make sure you check out the Locked On Today podcast on whatever platform you do stream but taking a look at the tight end market As I mentioned, I wanted to split it up into two separate groups. The Titans have a ton of free agents at tight end right now. As a matter of fact, all of them. Jonu Smith is an unrestricted free agent. Jeff Swain, Michael Pruitt are unrestricted free agents. 
Anthony Ferkser is a free agent, but he is a restricted free agent, and I would imagine that the Titans would find a way to bring him back. But, With that in mind, there is a lot of opportunity and could be a lot of turnover at the tight end position for the Tennessee Titans. So let's take a look at the top names on the market. Let's say that Jonu Smith goes to Atlanta. Let's say that Jonu Smith goes to Buffalo. There are other teams that are going to be fighting for his services. If Jonu Smith leaves the Tennessee Titans, here are the options I think that the Titans realistically would have to replace him if they do not look for that tight end in the draft. Out of the top tier... First, the best tight end on the market is Hunter Henry, coming from the Los Angeles Chargers, had 60 catches last year, 613 yards, four touchdowns. Now, Hunter has dealt with injuries in the past. He had a torn ACL also, but he's rebounded and he is one of the better tight ends in the NFL, definitely in the top 10. Right now, Spot Track has his market value set at $10.9 million a year. Now, remember, when we talked about wide receiver, I think that a lot of these market valuations that we're getting are going to be depressed. They're going to be pushed down because, one, the salary cap is going to go down this year from 195 probably to 185 as rumored right now. Also, you got to take into account that there is going to be not a lot of teams with a ton of cap space. So there aren't going to be a lot of people with money to pay these guys and the salary cap's going to go down. It's going to depress the market. This, you know, Hunter Henry may be worth $11 million a year, but considering what the free agent market might be like this year, I would be shocked to see him get that amount. So I'm thinking about 9 million, maybe eight and a half million for Hunter Henry. If that is the case, if he does come down a little bit from what this projection is, then I think he is squarely in the market for the Tennessee Titans. Now, he isn't as skilled of a blocker as Jonu Smith, but he's a much better pass catcher in terms of route running. I mean, when you get the ball in Jonu's hands, yeah, he's more electric than Hunter Henry, but Hunter Henry is going to do a better job of getting open consistently against man coverage and in zone coverage. He's just a much more ideal pass catching tight end while still having a little bit of an ability to block. Is he as good of a blocker as Jonu? No. Like I just said, he absolutely is not, but this is like the Corey Davis conversation. I know that Corey Davis is a good blocker, but I would rather improve at other parts of the wide wide receiver position, route running, hands, things like that, and sacrifice a little bit on the blocking. So I would sacrifice a little blocking from Jonu Smith to get an upgrade as a pass catching tight end with Hunter Henry. I think if the Titans had Hunter Henry against the Ravens against that tight press man coverage, they would have had more success getting the tight end open. So that's how I feel about Hunter Henry, but it's all about the price tag with Hunter Henry and with him being the top name on the market might be priced out of the Titans range. The next name that I want to mention here is Rob Gronkowski. 45 catches last year, 623 yards, seven touchdowns. I mean, that's very impressive for a guy his age and coming out of retirement, but let's all be honest with each other. Rob Gronkowski will be playing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next year, so I'm going to move on and not spend a lot of time talking about Gronk. He's not an option, guys. Next, Want to talk about someone who is legitimately a serious option and also a former Tennessee Titan, and that is Jared Cook Jr. Now, obviously, um, 
GCJ or JCJ is in the you know later stages of his career. He's an older player. He's not going to be an excellent blocker. But remember, Todd Downing had Jared Cook Jr. in Oakland in 2017. And when I did my schematic breakdown and my review of Downing in 2017, one thing that really popped out to me is how much he liked getting a matchup advantage with Jared Cook Jr. on the side. So Todd Downing could go to Mike Vrabel and say, hey, we're not going to be able to afford to bring Jonu Smith back. Give me Jared Cook Jr. back and at least let me do something that's comfortable to me. Jared Cook Jr. was an incredible threat to score touchdowns this year. 37 catches, 504 yards, 7 touchdowns coming out of New Orleans. And remember, Drew Brees was hurt for a lot of the year and they were using Taysom Hill and maybe even sprinkling in Jameis Winston there. So Jared Cook Jr could have had an even better season with a guy like Ryan Tannehill. Think about that. So I know that there may be some scars, some leftover scar tissue from Jared Cook Jr., but I think if the Titans are going to lose Jonu Smith, having Jared Cook Jr. as a guy they can rely on in the passing game at the minimum for a cheaper rate, then Jonu Smith could make a lot of sense to me, and then you add in the Todd Downing familiarity and connection there. So that makes a lot of sense to me. I would not be shocked to see Jared Cook Jr. back as a Tennessee Titan. A name that isn't as hot on the list. The next three names are are not as uh, highly known names, but you look at Gerald Everett from the Los Angeles Rams, 41 catches last year, 417 yards, one touchdown. Spot track has his estimate value at $7.3 million. Uh, That's a little bit higher than I would pay for Gerald Everett. I'd pay that for um, Jonu Smith. But I wouldn't pay that for Gerald Everett. Now, again, the depressed market, if the Titans can get Gerald Everett at about $5 million, $6 million, well, now we're talking. Everett has that familiarity in his outside zone system. He can run block. He can catch a little bit now. He is not the receiving uh, receiving tight end and pass catching tight end of a Jared Cook Jr., of a Hunter Henry, of a Gronkowski, but he's not a complete loss. I would actually rather have Jonu Smith as a pass catcher than Gerald Everett, but he gives you a little bit more in the terms of blocking. He's a big guy big body. So that's an option for the Titans. Uh, Trey Burton is another guy, 28 catches, 250 yards, three touchdowns, playing with the Indianapolis Colts last year. But uh, Burton is just purely a pass catching guy. He's going to give you very little in the way of blocking, but he has a similar skill set to Jonu Smith in the receiving game. He's not an incredible route runner or anything like that, but he's got some yards after catch ability and got good speed for a tight end, even being a smaller guy at about six foot two. Uh, the next guy I want to talk about in this group is the last guy I want to talk about in this group, and it's also a guy outside of the top three names, Henry, Gronk, Jared Cook Jr., even Jonu Smith. If you go a peg down, I think the Titans can find some excellent value with a guy who played with the Cardinals last year, and that's Dan Arnold. And Dan Arnold had 31 catches, 438 yards, four touchdowns. Now, Arnold's six foot six. He is the prototypical pass catching tight end, got good athleticism, good hands, basketball size, can play over the middle of the field. I'm intrigued by his development. He's only 25 years old right now. The Titans could develop Dan Arnold as a blocker. He is very little in the way of a blocker, but you have uh, uh, Todd Downing, who's a tight ends coach, who's taking over as the OC. Keith Carter has done a great job with the offensive line. I think those two collective minds could get Dan Arnold to improve as a blocker, and when you take his ability as a pass catcher, I think that could be an excellent low 
uh, or low buy option for the Titans. He'll be cheaper than all of the other options I talked about previously. The Titans could be looking at Dan Arnold for around four to five million dollars. And I think if Janu walks, that could be an excellent, excellent option, a cheap option on the market for the Titans if they want to allocate more resources elsewhere. Now, we are going to jump into the secondary group here. Those are guys who I think can replace Janu Smith as the primary pass catching target on the Titans offense that can play on the beginning downs and on the late downs. I still want Anthony Ferkser to come back to be a third down Adam Humphreys type tight end, uh, but I think Dan Arnold could still add an element to the Titans offense as a cheap option. But let's get into that secondary group, the role-playing tight ends, the early down tight ends, the multiple tight ends, the Jeff Swames, the Michael Pruitts of the world. We are going to talk about that group next and how the Titans could dive in there. Before we do, though, do want to tell you guys about betonline.ag something I talked about earlier in the show betonline.ag has odds on where JJ Watt will go next the Tennessee Titans despite being maybe the sixth or fifth best option for Watt in reality are the 11th highest option for the betting odds you can get the Titans at plus 1800 right now I think that's an incredible value of course always bet responsibly but that's something that you could take advantage of on betonline.ag right now. But uh, I know that football is over, but you have things like that to bet on. There's the NBA, college basketball, NHL. There's awards TV, uh, award shows, TV shows, reality TV. You can bet on basically anything on betonline.ag. Has you covered for all the news, all the scores, all the odds, and it's free to sign up. And as a matter of fact, if you head to their website or their mobile uh, site that they have on your phone, you can sign up today at betonline.ag and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code locked on. So again, use that promo code locked on, get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag, betonline, your online sportsbook experts. We are going to round out this Friday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast and this week of the Locked on Titans podcast by discussing the role-playing tight ends that will be available on the market. I have about five names picked out here or four names picked out here who I think realistically could fill one of those spots. So hear me out. The Titans think about four tight ends. Four tight ends. One of them I think should be Anthony Ferkser coming back as a restricted free agent. So that cancels out that. Let's say Jonu Smith walks. Okay, that leaves three open positions. Ferkser is kind of your uh, specialty pass-catching tight end who comes in on third downs. That's a role that's filled. The other three roles, we had Jonu Smith, who was the every-down tight end. He could block. He could get out in routes and catch the ball. Then you had Jeff Swaim, and you had Michael Pruitt who, while they added some value in the passing game, they were primarily needed for their blocking to give the Titans versatility in their offense. So, if you have Anthony Ferkser, and I think one of Michael Pruitt or Jeff Swaim will be back with the Titans. I think it should be Swaim. It's time to play the Swaim. You guys probably aren't surprised to hear me say that. But, let's say that Ferkser and Swaim are back. I think one of I think Ferkser comes back no matter what. And I think Swaim and Pruitt, one of those, come back. So that leaves two empty slots in this four-man tight end group that we're talking about. We need someone to be a secondary 
role-playing tight end like a Swaim guy. And then we need someone to replace Jonu. I mentioned Jared Cook Jr. as a high-level option and Dan Arnold as a low-level option to replace Jonu. But what about replacing one of Pruitt or Swaim? These are guys much further down the list. These aren't guys who are going to get your appetite going. Your mouth isn't going to be watering. But they're guys who can make a difference. And the first name that we're going to talk about is a name that you guys will remember, and that is Luke Stalker. Now, I'm going to discuss these guys not in the way that I did the first group. In the first group, I talked about their recent production out on the field. We need that group, whoever the Titans get out of that group, we need that person to produce in the passing game. So that's why that's very important. But these guys, it's more important that they produce as blockers, specifically run blockers for Derrick Henry. So that's where my focus is going to be when comparing these names. Luke Stocker. In 2020, he played for the Atlanta Falcons. And the Atlanta Falcons did not have a great team, and they certainly didn't have a great rushing attack. So Luke Stocker's pro football focus grade in run blocking in 2020 was a 58.1. That's not great. But you look at 2019, and he had a 77.5. So do we say that Luke Stocker fell off the map and isn't a good blocker as a tight end anymore? Or was that a function of the Atlanta Falcons offense and the fact that they really didn't have a formidable rushing attack? So I'm going to give Stocker a pass on that 2020 run blocking grade. And I'm going to say that he is a very solid option for the Titans as that, you know, utility tight end who can help in the run game, but also catch maybe, you know, a couple passes every few weeks. Next is a guy who I really, really want, and I really wanted him last all season, but I will admit there is a chance that he will retire. Or if he doesn't retire, he will just stay in Green Bay, a guy who played for the Packers last year, and it is Mercedes Lewis, somebody who spent most of his career with the rival Jacksonville Jaguars, but Mercedes Lewis is one of the best blocking tight ends in the NFL, maybe the very best blocking tight end in the NFL. He's basically like having another offensive lineman out there, and I think that could be incredibly valuable to the Titans, and he's a vet, he's a pro, he's the kind of guy you want in your locker room. He had a 72.1 run blocking grade in 2020, he had a 70.1 one run blocking grade in 2019. Incredible consistency there. Mercedes Lewis could be an excellent addition, but again, I don't think it's a viable option overall because he'll probably retire. He is an older vet. The next guy that I want to talk about here is a younger guy coming out of Buffalo, Tyler Croft. Croft had a 63.8 run blocking grade this year. He had a 68.2 run blocking grade in 2019. He's a younger guy, so someone that the Titans could develop a little bit more, could push Swaim out of his spot and become that number one utility tight end for the Titans. But will Tyler Croft take the amount of money the Titans would want to pay him as that secondary tight end when he's a young guy who might look for more? Who knows? But I think that's a very good option the Titans would have. And then another option here is a guy coming out of Jacksonville, and it's James O'Shaughnessy. So in 2018, he had a 78 run blocking grade. And then the next two years, it completely fell off the map. 2019, 49. 2020, 49 again. Now, let's be honest with ourselves here. The Jags were able to run the ball last year, but they're not a great offense. They weren't a great offense, and maybe O'Shaughnessy struggled because of that. 
Either way, he is one of the lower people on my list, but just a name and an option that I think you guys should be paying attention to. Out of this group, if I had to pick somebody, like I said, I'd like Mercedes Lewis, but if he does retire, to me, I'd like to bring back Swaim, and I'd like to bring in Tyler Croft as well. So if I had my way... I would have the Titans get one of Jared Cook Jr. or Dan Arnold to replace Jonu Smith, and I would have them get one of Mercedes Lewis or Tyler Croft to replace Michael Pruitt or Jeff Swain, whichever one doesn't end up returning. But that is going to do it for our deep dive into the free agency market at tight end. Want to remind you guys that if you are going to go on betonline.ag and sign up for that free account with the 50% welcome bonus, you have to check out the new podcast from the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Bets with your boy Q from the Locked On Raiders podcast. All the analysis, all the updated news you need in the gambling world can be found on the Locked On Bets podcast on whatever platform you do stream. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans. <laughs>